right, let's get started with a brand new episode of Take a Shower, Show Up on Time, and Don't Steal Anything. Uh, you might hear some weird noises in the background because uh, Carson is downstairs practicing his drums, which I got to tell you, it's really cool because I don't have to ask him to practice. Uh, he probably should practice a little bit more, but I don't have to ask him to practice. So uh, that's kind of nice. Ask him to do his homework. Nah, he's getting better at that one. Forget about piano. He won't practice piano anymore. Um, I hope you're having a good week. Thanks for checking out the podcast. And remember, the book is uh, Take a Shower, Show Up on Time, and Don't Steal Anything. Uh, I'll dive right in. I just posted something on the Facebook page a little while ago. Yes, we have a Facebook page. Uh, Just search for Take a Shower, Show Up on Time on Facebook. It'll eventually pop up. Uh, I saw something in the parking garage at work this morning that uh, made me think of the podcast and the book. And it's just something that I, it's kind of a recurring theme of mine. Uh, And I drove in the parking garage this morning, and it's not that unusual to see, but there was a old styrofoam coffee cup that somebody had set neatly in the corner in the parking garage. You know, they were done with it. So they figured, you know, I'm certainly not going to take it home or throw it away at the trash can that's 15 feet away. I'm going to go set it in the corner over here. Now, they put it in the corner neatly, standing upright, so maybe they thought it was neat litter, so it was okay. Uh, you and I, I think if you were listening to this podcast, going to give you absolute benefit of the doubt that you don't litter and that you despise it as much as I do. And I don't want to harp on litter too much, but... I worked with a guy who uh, he I one time saw him in the parking garage take just a bunch of fast food bags and crap, probably three fast food bags, and open up his car door and just toss them on the floor of the parking garage. And I thought, what? I don't I don't get it. I don't understand it. Um, that is chapter four in my book about littering, but we've kind of talked about that one before, so we're gonna move on to other things. This is what I've been doing the last couple of weeks. I've been kind of thinning. And getting rid of stuff around the house. What do they call that? Purging, I think, is what they call it. And like you, I've got a lot of crap that I don't use anymore. I'm probably older than you. I've got kids that are grown up or mostly grown up. And I've got a basement full of stuff. Abandoned hobbies and forgotten toys and old pictures that we don't put on the wall anymore. And some old clothes. And, you know, some goes back to like when I was a kid or when Susan, my wife, was a kid. And it's really interesting to dig through it. And it's kind of sad, to be honest with you, because you look at all these things that your kids used to have. And maybe you're a mom, maybe you're a dad, or maybe you have little kids. But I will tell you that this is what you find when you go through uh, your basement or your storage space or whatever. And you've got kids. You find their old toys. And you find these things that they used to be passionate about and that they used to love. And they've outgrown them now, and it's kind of sad. It almost gets me choked up a little bit. Um, uh, For example, Allison used to like these marionette puppets, and she loved them for about a year or two. She loved marionette puppets, the ones that have the strings and the arms and the legs would move. And she had them in her room. She hung them on the wall, and she'd play with them. And uh, so when she gave them up, she didn't want to throw them away, so we hung them downstairs in the storage room. And she doesn't want them anymore, so... You know, what are we going to do with them? Well, we're probably going to throw them away. Carson used to have this old school wooden baseball game that was, there's no electronics in it at all. Um, You would shoot a metal ball at the batter and then you would flip almost like a pinball machine. You would flip the ball up into the stands. And if it went into a hole, you got a home run. If it went over here, you got to second base. If it went over here, you got a single. And he 
loved it. He got it for Christmas when he was probably eight years old, and he loved it. It was his favorite toy ever. And now it's kind of like, you know, taken apart and pieces are missing and it's laying downstairs with a bunch of his other stuff. And, you know, I don't know. I want to throw it away, but I don't want to throw it away. And and uh, let me ask you this one. Think about this for a second. What toy did you have when you were a kid that maybe you still have today? When you were five years old, maybe you had a truck or maybe you had a game or something that you loved when you were a little kid. I got a few things. I've got a, a toy tractor and a toy truck that I got when I was probably, I think the tractor was my brother's, and the truck I got when I was probably three or four or five, and I still have them. And I have a few other little things here and there, but for the most part, you know, all the toys that you have when you were a kid, they, they're gone. They go somewhere. So, I don't know. It's kind of interesting to go through your basement and find all these things. Hey, if you got kids, you know, they say... Uh, they grow up fast. Well, they don't grow up fast. They grow up pretty slowly. But once they grow up, it's gone. It's done. And uh, all their toys, they don't play with them anymore. And their basketball hoop out front, there's a poem in my book about that, about how the, the you know, when they grow up and they're gone and, you know, enjoy them because they're there now. So, and that's really true. So I think I learned that with Allison and Carson that, you know, hey, they're growing up. It doesn't go fast when it's happening. It goes pretty slowly. But once they're gone, they're gone. Carson's trampoline, he has had it since he was since Allison was little. And last year, for the first time, I noticed that he barely used it. Well, last year he's 15. This year he's 16. And it got set up in the backyard last week. We set it up. But whether he uses it, I don't know. All right, so I found this really cool thing online, and I put it on my Facebook page. So I'm going to pull this out uh, on Take a Shower show up on time and don't steal anything on Facebook. And it's really interesting. Let me find it quickly. Take a shower, show up on time and don't steal anything. Uh, it is successful people and unsuccessful people. Let me read this to you. It's really interesting. Uh, and I think it's really true. Successful people have a sense of gratitude. Unsuccessful people have a sense of entitlement. Okay. I think that's true. I mean, if you're successful, you probably have a real sense of gratitude for somebody who helped you back in the day, maybe a teacher or a band teacher or a coach or somebody like that that helped you out back in the day. If you are unsuccessful, maybe you have a sense of entitlement. I'm going to guess, again, not a lot of unsuccessful people are going to listen to a podcast called Take a Shower, Show Up on Time and Don't Steal Anything. Uh, I just don't think it's going to attract them. I think that maybe... I don't know what attracts really unsuccessful people, but maybe it's um, reality shows and, um, uh, I don't know, Real Housewives. I don't know. Uh, successful people forgive others. Unsuccessful people hold a grudge. Successful people give other people credit for their victories. Unsuccessful people take all the credit for their victories. I'm going to tell you a little secret about our show. We do Fallon's phone tap every Monday, and Fallon was asked by the boss to do this. And it's the prank phone call. And Fallon, she doesn't really like doing them because she doesn't, she says, I don't get it. I don't get how they're supposed to work. They, 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 I don't get how to do them and make them funny. So I literally will tell her what she should say. And I'll sit in the background and I'll whisper to her what she should say and what the premise should be. And basically she said on the air last week, she, and, and I really, I'm impressed that she did this. She says, 
I don't know why I do them. Dave comes up with all the ideas. All I do is just do them. Dave should do these because they're all his idea. And I really admired her for that when she gave me credit for coming up with that. Hey, listen, Fallon comes up with a lot of stuff on her own. She doesn't need me to come up with ideas for her. But I really appreciated that. Have you ever had somebody else take credit for your ideas? Years ago, um, we did a station, a radio station Christmas video. And we walked around the office and we did you know funny jokes about different people, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and I came up with every single idea for the video, but I didn't narrate it. Who got credit for the entire video? The guy who narrated it. So at the end of the video at the station Christmas party, somebody said, great job to so-and-so for doing that video. That was great, so-and-so. And instead of saying, hey, it was all Dave's idea, he said, thanks. Thank you very much. And I was like, you motherfucker. <laughs> and I remember um, uh, the the person that I was at the party with, it wasn't my wife, we weren't together at the time, she kind of leaned over to me and she said, Aw. like, yep, just like him to take credit for your work. And he was a good person, but it really does hurt when somebody takes credit for your work. Uh, another one, good people, successful people, unsuccessful people. Uh, successful people accept responsibility for their failures. Unsuccessful people blame others for their failures. By the way, if you want to look at this, it's all on my Facebook page. Take a shower, show up on time, and don't steal anything. Successful people compliment. Unsuccessful people criticize. Successful people read every day. Unsuccessful people watch TV every day. Uh, I like this one. Successful people keep a journal. Unsuccessful people say they keep a journal, but really don't. Uh, successful people talk about ideas. Unsuccessful people talk about people. Uh, successful people want others to succeed. Other uh, Unsuccessful people secretly hope others fail. We're about halfway through these. Uh, successful people share information and data. Unsuccessful people hoard information and data. Uh, I'm going to tell you something really quick here that uh, years ago, about five or six or seven years ago, we beat... Tom Bernard's morning show in the ratings for the first time that that show had ever been beating. And I'm not trying to knock on Tom. He's a very talented, very successful guy. He doesn't need me to, 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 to say that because it's just true. His record speaks for himself. But we beat him for the first time and nobody told me. That's kind of like winning the Super Bowl and nobody telling you the final score. And I found out months later that our show beat Tom Bernard's and I was pissed. I was like, are you kidding me? Why would you not tell us this? And I almost think the theory at the time, the management at the time was, well, if we tell Dave that his show did really well, he's going to want to raise. Well, you goddamn right I'd want to raise. Well, of course. But people who hoard information uh, are not successful people. Uh, people who, uh, successful people keep a to-do list. Um, unsuccessful people don't know what they want to be. Oh, it's to, a, a to-be list, not a to-do list. Uh, successful people exude joy. Unsuccessful people exude anger. Successful people keep a to-do or project list. Unsuccessful people fly by the seat of their pants. Successful people set goals and develop life plans. Unsuccessful people never set goals. Almost done. Successful people continuously learn. Unsuccessful people think they know it all. Successful people embrace change unsuccessful people fear change. I'll stop on that one for a moment. I think we all fear change in some way or another. I mean, you think about maybe a new program that you have to learn at work 
or a new way of doing things that you have to learn at work. And honestly, sometimes it's better, sometimes it's not. I mean, we can all think of things where they tried to implement something that was supposed to be better, like an iOS system for your phone that was supposed to be better, that was kind of a bomb. Uh, and finally, successful people operate from a transformational perspective and unsuccessful people operate from a transactional perspective. I don't know what that means. I'm not sure. I, I, it might mean unsuccessful people say, what's in it for me? And maybe successful people say, well, what can we do to improve things? We want to transform things. So why should I do this to make things better? And maybe unsuccessful people say, what's in it for me? Check it out. It's on the Facebook page on uh, Take a Shower. Show up on time and don't steal anything. Okay. Couple of other things here. Um, I want to thank Nathan for emailing the, sh uh, the show, the podcast. Last week on the podcast, we were talking about um, don't spread around wealth, spread around opportunity. And Nathan wrote a really thoughtful email and basically touched on some of the things that you and I talked about last week on the podcast, where if you trans, if you, if you don't just transfer wealth or spread wealth around, you spread opportunity around, a lot of that is spreading wealth. And I think that's the problem. I mean, if you're going to spread opportunity, what are you going to do? You got to build maybe, for example, um, a school in a low-income neighborhood. Well, that's spreading wealth around, but it also spreads opportunity around. I think the problem is, here's the catch. A lot of people, given even given the opportunity, don't want to take it. Think about your dopey nephew who decided not to to go to college. There was somebody in my family that had a chance to go to free college. I forget how it was going to get paid for, but they had a chance to go and they said, no, you know what? I've got the opportunity. I don't think I will. Uh, or some people in my family that didn't finish high school. Hey, listen, it's paid for. Might as well finish high school. Can't get much of a job really anywhere without a high school degree um, and didn't take advantage of the opportunity. So I fear that a lot of people, if they don't have the habit of taking advantage of an opportunity, even when that opportunity is right in front of them, they'll sleep through it. Or they'll decide that it's more fun to, I don't know, play video games or smoke a bowl. I don't know. I mean, once the opportunity is in front of somebody, aren't some people conditioned to take a nap instead? Aren't some people to say, you know what, I appreciate the opportunity. But there's a game on right now, and I've got a can of Pringles. I'm going to pass on that opportunity. What are your thoughts? Let me know about that one. Okay, and finally, from the book, um, we're going to cover one chapter. It is, I believe, chapter, I want to say 60. 60. Oh, yeah, here it is. Chapter 60 is pick, pick, pick. And I thought about this today because with uh, we're talking with Fallon. And Fallon is now single. And Fallon's like, I just want to bang a hot guy. I just want to bang a hot guy. And... Um, and she knows that hot guys are usually banging or with five foot ten, beautiful, 120-pound models who were in a Coles ad. And I joke about the Coles ad, but you get it. And um, so Fallon's like, well, you know, I'm probably not going to get one of those guys. Hey, listen, she can get any guy she wants to, in my opinion. But you think that, okay, well, let me talk about chapter 60. Years ago, I got a letter at the radio station from a woman. This is back before email. She sent a letter who was having trouble finding a boyfriend. In the letter, she said, I'm not picky. I just want a man who loves horses, likes to run, wants a big family, has no facial hair. Oh, 
and he needs to be at least six foot tall. Well, the chapter goes on to say, no wonder this woman was single. She had ruled out about 98% of all the guys out there. What if she met a guy who was 5 feet 10 inches tall? Well, too bad because she'd ruled him out even before she gave him a chance. Judging by the list of qualifications she wrote in the letter, I would venture to guess that she had other unspoken requirements as well. Hey, unless she changed her mindset, she might still be single today. If this hits close to home for you, just remember, there ain't nobody who is perfect. I think we all settle in one degree or another. Listen, I mean, you know, people, okay, I'll give you one. Um, Susan has no butt. My wife has no butt whatsoever. It is flat as a pancake. And I like butts. I do. And I'm not going to make the obvious Sir Mix-a-Lot reference here. But I do. I like round butts. And I don't have that in Susan. But there's a lot of other things that make up for that. You know, she's honest. And she's a hard worker. And she's a good soul. So she might not have a butt. But what if I would have ruled that out at the, be- at the beginning? So just something to think about. I know you get it. That's the thing about you listening to this podcast is you and I would probably sit down over a cup of coffee over a caribou and we would agree on all this stuff. But it's just kind of, um, I don't know, funny that there are some people who just need to listen to the podcast and uh, need to read the book that don't write. Hey, listen, tell somebody about the podcast. And remember, there are now 18 episodes to download and go through. The first ones are kind of shorter. Then I read online somewhere the ideal podcast length is about 20 minutes long, so I'm going to try to shoot for about 20 minutes. Maybe that's the average commute time or something. I'm not sure. Hey, wherever you listen, I appreciate it. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast, for downloading the podcast. Um, The book is online. Uh, The downloadable version is on Kindle. Take a shower, show up on time, and don't steal anything. It's at Barnes & Noble. Uh, The Carver County Libraries now have it too, so... I appreciate your support of the book. Thank you very much. Hey, listen, if you tune in the podcast, I'm going to guess that you uh, listened to the, the read the book too. So uh, you have a good week, and I'll talk to you next week on Take a Shower, Show Up on Time, and Don't Steal Anything. Thanks. Have a good week. 